Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast all about beauty beyond the BS. Today I'm bringing back my good friend and former guest Ava Wilson Kitcher. She moved from London to Los Angeles earlier this year and I really wanted to catch up with her not just personally but also I wanted to find out what if anything she was finding different when it came to beauty trends between the two cities. Ava's a freelance beauty editor and consultant currently working with Bread Beauty Supply, the creators of my favorite hair oil right now. It smells amazing. So as you can imagine, Ava knows a lot when it comes to beauty products, treatments, traditions and trends. In this episode, we touch upon trends in makeup and plastic surgery and Ava shares how she's enjoying certain aspects of the wellness culture that LA is well known for, but not loving some of the less friendly vibes that come within certain camps or tribes as we call them. When you think of, you know, gym goers or grocery shoppers, Ava definitely shares her musings over how LA is different to California as a state. So for me, it's kind of similar to how here in the UK, we might compare the South to the North or, you know, different cities to each other, especially when it comes to varying levels of welcome, shall we say. Before we get into it, make sure you go subscribe and follow Beauty Me anywhere you like to listen. And I hope you love it. Welcome back to the show, Ava. You've been on the wellness special. You're the reason that I did the UK Black Girl Makeup. It's Ava's voice that you can hear at the beginning of that episode. Biggest episode of 2022. Um, And you're also my friend. So I wanted to get you on because you moved from London to LA and we're going to get into the differences in beauty. So, hey. Hey, hey, hey. I love that you I love that you credit me for the UK black girl makeup thing because it's something which I always watch and I'm like I wish I could replicate that but I'm just like a big fan of it no thank you it's it clearly struck a nerve because I don't know it, it that's what it felt like it struck a nerve because so many people just loved it so many of the UK girls loved being seen even if it was briefly on like a TikTok that I made like so many people were like, I see me. And then obviously my American audience was like, yes, we have been talking about this, but there hasn't been something. There might be somebody doing a look, but we haven't had like a chat about it. Yeah. So yeah, I had to give you credit for that. Thank you. I have to. You sent me down the rabbit hole that day. Yeah, it's <laughs> just the, the transformation aspect of it is like, there's so much technical skill and it's just something which, is yeah it's one of those things where like maybe if it didn't widely have like a phrase or was like coined as a term everyone knew what it was but yeah yeah, very different kind of kind of elements of it here in LA kind of slightly different okay we'll get into that we'll get into that actually but yeah I really wanted to talk to you first of all about the personal changes beauty editor from London to LA you know, there's got to be things like the weather. It's a completely different, you know, you're eight hours behind. How has your, because you know I like to get into morning routines and stuff, but how have things changed for you since you moved to LA, which I'm guessing is a lot warmer than here? Yeah, it's, everything's changed, I feel. I think when I first came, I was really jet lagged and that really helped 
well, I was jet lagged, but in a really good way because I arrived and then I would stay up until like 10 or 10.30 and I go to bed and I wake up at six and waking up that early with sunlight in March and I have SAD as well. So I just felt like, okay, now I have the tools I need to wake up early to have energy in the morning instead of feeling sluggish. Um, I'm going to keep this going. So now I've always known that I had to, I've always known that I function best on like eight hours sleep. More than that, I'm like a zombie. Less than that, I'm like a zombie. Um, (laughs) I've always known what tools I needed to have a really good sleep and how, for me, sleep changes my entire day. It it changes my entire season and period that I'm in. If I'm not sleeping well, then it just filters out into everything. Mm -hmm. So I say everything really started there. Lifestyle here, I'd say generally is quite, early people seem to go to bed earlier unless they're going out um but the culture is a lot more health focused so people are a lot more switched on to sleep and also because everything's so spread out here it takes a lot more to get people out of their houses I'm speaking really generally but Mm -hmm. it people a lot more like homebodies here so they have their lives and it circles around their homes and they maybe have a partner or they have kids or they have pets and stuff and that enables you to go to bed earlier so I'd say everything started with being in that kind of lifestyle um on the health thing it's it's really nice being quite I've always been very into like holistic care and alternative kinds of medicine while also borrowing elements of you know the traditional doctors that we're used to and have grown up with and here it's so much easier to access all of that we have different cultures that make up part of the fabric of what LA is compared to in London so I'm being introduced to so many types of new ingredients and practices and also yeah I'm learning a lot but the conversations I have with people I find myself and maybe this is a bit of an ego thing, but I find myself like explaining what things are. And they're like, oh, yeah, I tried that like three years ago. Have you tried this? So <laughs> I'm like really having like a slight ego death um, with things like that. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, trying not to be like patronizing. So I say those are like the main changes. I also drink way less than I did in it I've never been like a you weren't a big drinker were you I'm not a huge drinker it takes me like half an hour to finish a glass of wine and that's if I'm really trying if I go out I'll have like three drinks and I get drunk very quickly I I've been here and I've gone for like six weeks without drinking anything and not even realized it so do you think you feel do you think you feel healthier because it might sound corny but I do feel like you look, I mean, you always were glowing anyway, but I feel like you're made for that LA life. Like you're made for those golden hour images of just glowing skin. And, but then I'm like, well, maybe you're just happier. And that's what's showing. It's really nice hearing that from you. Cause I've actually thought that myself. Um, I think when I first moved here, I it took me a little while, but once I started spending more time in the sun, once I had 
you know, I I also had a period of time when I came here that um, I ate whatever. I was like, oh, my God, we've got Popeyes, we've got <gasps> Trader Joe's and all oh. of their, like, sugary snacks and everything. Oh, my God, they've got, like, 50 kinds of Ben & Jerry's and 50 kinds of M&M's. And then also my sister visiting. We So I was born in L.A. and we came back here a lot when I was a child because my dad lived here for a period of time so we have that childhood nostalgia of like grape soda and like hubba bubba bubblegum tape and like so we really like revisited all our childhood snacks all of the like food stuff that we're seeing on TikTok and we just like went crazy and it's really interesting because my sister's just arrived again after we were apart for a few months and it's like comparing how I felt back then to how I am now, I feel very like conscious in how I eat. And I've always been very into like nutrition and health, but my willpower is not the greatest because I'm a human. Um, but I think being in this environment and having so many healthy options, like it's not even a thing to go to a restaurant and be like, will they have a vegan option? Or even me like I'm very gluten intolerant I'm very dairy intolerant but I've mostly ignored that (laughs) um being here has allowed me to have so many great options and the food quality here is really good in terms of like fruit and vegetables if you know where to shop so it's a lot easier to eat to kind of like build a meal with stuff that's nourishing I know that America basically like has shitty quality food yes. in certain sections <laughs> everything's like modified and has like no nutritional value a lot of the stuff but once you kind of learn okay like I learned don't buy your potatoes from Trader Joe's don't buy the grey potatoes get your kale from this place and not from that place and once you kind of learn the stepping stones I just feel very nourished and I think that's showing so yeah tan and eating well the fitness here it's just so much easier to be motivated to work out I've always dipped in and out I've been through periods where I've been working out a lot I taught like exercise classes at university um then just kind of drop off of it but here it's so easy to do that whether you're working out at home for free and it's sunny and you've got the air con on and you inside and then you're like oh no but I'll do yoga outside there's so much more outdoor space here. Yeah. It's funny because while you were talking there, you were saying it's easier and healthier options and motivation. And it's funny because you're someone that, appreci- that appreciates those things. I'm someone that appreciates those things. Like to be able to go out hiking, walking, whatever, without worrying about the weather and the sun being on your face and it affects your mood and going to the store and seeing the best avocados that I've ever had in my life, by the way. And they're cheap. (laughs) But I feel that you could look at it from the other way. It's like, is there, is that, is that a pressure in a way? Like, do you feel people feel pressured living in LA? Because there is that image of super slim girl walking down the street, green shake, little dog, going to Pilates, then she's going to do a sauna. You know, do you think some people could find it tough there I think so for sure and I I do see those people also like in some of the exercise classes that I go to 
people are not friendly at all. Everyone's there for one mission. It's not to make friends. It's to get abs. But I just go in the corner. I just go in the corner. If I can't keep up, I just stop. And it's, I think it's, but I do think about what it's like if, you know, for example, if I was going to these exercise classes or wanting to go on a hike and there's more that's putting me off than, you know, bit operating from a place of being more self-conscious like what is it like to be more plus sized and be in these exercise spaces or what's it like to go hiking in Runyon Canyon and you don't have like certain kind of attire on because everyone wears I don't know Lululemon and Lululemon hello yoga sweaty, and spaghetti whatever um <laughs> so I <laughs> I um I do think about that. And I've lived in lots of different places in LA before settling somewhere permanent now. I used to live in Brentwood. Um, I've lived in like, you know, on the other side in Highland Park. I've been in all these different areas and seen the different camps of people there and how they try and take care of themselves. And I think that I'm really inspired here by not those people. So I feel like that helps. And I think it was an active choice I had to make in coming here was I need I need to actively be like, you know what, this is a huge like part of culture of LA and a part of wellness culture. And uh, I might feel pressured to perform in that kind of way, but I just have to do me and go mm. to where I'm inspired, which is people who don't have an ego when it comes to that kind of thing, which is like a big journey. But so I think that that's really helped. And mm. just kind of, I still do have to give myself a pep talk when I go into Erewhon sometimes, but then I'm also oh, aware of like... <laughs> Why, is there all just like models in there or something? Or just the... It's like... I wouldn't even say the people that shop there look like models. It's just, I've just encountered some very rude people who will like barge down the aisles and not move for you or they'll just reach over you to get, so they act like you're not there. So I wouldn't even say it's good looking. Like there's trendy people there and there's, you know, obviously very rich people there and people who aren't rich there, but it's just the attitude compared to like Trader Joe's when like the cashiers will just eradicate any bad day you're so having. it's an error one thing you're not even saying it's an LA thing you're saying it's an error one thing I think it accumulates it's an LA thing but it accumulates in error one um wow. Whole Foods here has gone to the point where every, a lot of people shop there so it's not really like a status thing but um there's definitely camps so yes going to error one but I think that it's and you know error one started like when my mum lived here in like the 80s, like Erewhon had already been going and it was like a very like chill, people here say granola-y, which I love like as a as a term, <laughs> very like granola kind of place. And I think now it's probably changed into more of a status symbol. But yeah, I'm just think... wondering when that happened then, because I didn't know it existed before. I just felt mm. like everybody's talking about this store and how much they can spend on a, a smoothie and... And I was like, I'm going to have to go and check it out when I'm there. But I didn't know it had that history behind it. Yeah, it used to be, it used to be more, I have to double check, but I remember going into the Erewhon in Silver Lake. My mom was visiting and she was like, it did not used to be like this. 
like and we had an interaction with with like another customer like nothing was said but they were visibly um racist looks and stuff Ooh. like that racist like there is colorism and stuff and like I'm also conscious of how I think that was one of our first experiences in LA where it was like someone will act a certain way towards me and then to my mum who's older who has a darker skin tone than me and how they'll interact with her and it was just very blatantly obvious so we you know I feel like I, I started it with a bad taste and that is kind of just continued but when you mm. when you need something from everyone you just have to go it sounds like you you know I don't think you keep going there if things got really really extremely rude it just sounds like you know when to dip in and out you're taking what you need you know you're someone that moved there what seven months ago you're trying to see the best in it so but let me know if um so you talked about kind of like and I'm quite surprised because my favorite times away ever has always been when I went to California for six weeks it's like always embedded in my head I we started in LA and ended in LA and went everywhere in between San Francisco San Diego Death Valley Las Vegas and we only ever met nice people so I'm just like part of me is wondering even if it's a post-pandemic thing I could be really wrong but I do feel that over here in the UK there's a shortness there's less of a willingness to be nice or considerate. I mean, London's always been pretty bad, I feel like, you know, getting on the tube, everybody's more important. But I feel like it's got a little bit worse. So obviously you weren't there just before the pandemic, so I know you can't tell me, but I'm just wondering if that's part of it because I do think there can be that this undertone of, look, we've been through a lot and I've got stuff to do and you know, my my self-worth matters because we've all come into caring about ourselves more. And I think there could be a flip side of that, which is I matter the most. So it's just interesting. That Yeah, that's really interesting to hear. And Californians are super nice. They are very, like, warm and friendly. They, they have a way of, I mean, it's a huge state, but they have a way of, like, being very quick and concise with things but it's still in like a laid back way which is which shows me it's like yeah you can you can be both you don't have to be like brisk and cold and unfriendly but I think that what what has maybe happened and I'm just this is just my inner musings um is that you know a lot of people aren't from LA and they they come and you know gentrification is a huge issue here I think that the times the spaces where I have noticed the most kind of like self-importance is when it's at the polar extremes of what people think is LA so maybe in spaces where it's like very I like the word hipster I feel like doesn't encompass everything but you know the more kind of vibes that you get from East London, um, how it is now, like the people who've moved to Hackney and who've moved to Dalston, there's the same thing here in East LA. And it's, um, it's like people who have that very inflated sense. Maybe they're like, you know, they work in certain industries or they're like influencers, but not influencers. And it's like, 
that kind of vibe or you have things like on the west side or things like that these are complete stereotypes but people you know who've worked in certain industries for a while and are very important even though walking on the street you might not know who they are there's also that flavor of rudeness so I say it's nothing compared to London nothing compared to the UK Mm -hmm. um it's very most interactions you have with people here are really lovely they build your confidence they make you their customer service is great they make you feel like you are a person of value but there are often markations that or hoops you have to kind of jump through to go through that like you have to not be wearing clothes that have holes in them which unfortunately a lot of the population of LA Mm. do have because it's like it's like people also here because homelessness is such an issue Mm. it's like people evaluate people as soon as they walk into somewhere and it's like are you on this side of the fence or are you on that side of the fence okay you're on our side of the fence but what kind of parameters you in so there's so much more of an obvious Mm. categorization of people based on where they stand on like the income ladder and I say that that I say that's the main difference I feel here compared to in London the UK whereas it's like you're assessed more based on what your perceived income level is rather than you're this ethnicity or you speak with this kind of accent or you are this, 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 where you're kind of just, it's like a blanket stereotype, I feel like, in the UK, whereas here it's just very economically driven. Mm. Just to get back to this undercurrent, I have to ask, what is it like what's the beauty industry like over there what's different between the beauty girls over there and the beauty girls over here can you tell me I guess going back to lifestyle people look healthier here I think it's because of the sun I think the sun needs to take almost all the credit because no matter how much like chlorella you ingest or whatever sun salutations you do the sun is like one of the biggest things especially for non-white people it's more than just a tan. So I think that because of that, people just, I say people generally wear less makeup. Um, It's so hard because there's so many different types of people. I think, yeah, to, to, to boil it down and put it into bottle up and put it into an essence, I say you have the Cali girl kind of aesthetic. The hair is like you know, the hair colouring here, I say, is really, really good. I don't see bad dye jobs very often, and I, I look out for them. Me, not a qualified hairstylist in any hair colourist in any way, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I say that people's skin is healthier. They, no matter what they eat, I don't actually see that much full-on makeup unless I'm out. It's enough that when I see someone wearing a lot of makeup not even about because I think a lot of makeup can look really good and often mm-hmm. it does it really good but I think that here it's I don't know it's really hard to kind of boil down are there tribes are there like beauty tribes that you've noticed so not everyone's going to fit in the same gang yes. well, tell me about them <laughs> tribe wise I'd say Oh, one more overall thing I think is that there's a lot of um, cosmetic surgery here, but it's a lot more subtle. So it's either really subtle or it's not subtle at all. And I love 
seeing it, I love. It. But it's it's sad because also sometimes I see girls who look like fourteen and they've clearly had a nose job or they don't look like the rest of their family or they've had like lip filler and stuff. So there's a lot of cosmetic surgery. There's different tribes with cosmetic surgery. I think it's quite funny how I didn't really guess it till I came here, but like Americans make fun of the UK girls for doing cosmetic surgery wrong. I think that lip filler explosion is credited to Kylie Jenner, but I think there's a way that some people, some people in the UK have done it, which is, I think we've earned a bit of reputation for being over the top with like duck lips. And oh, maybe that's because we yeah, don't sure. have the same kind of access to, there's not as many great options in the UK as there are obviously in like Beverly Hills or whatever. Well, and the pricing, is, the pricing is vastly different. The pricing, that's the thing. There's that, there's different camps within that. Um, you, you get the more like, young kind of people who've clearly had work done but you know whatever or you get the typical Beverly Hills kind of mums and I see a lot more in like older women of course because it's very ageist um but yeah I say that's one thing I see a lot more young girls and we're talking like 13 to 17 with it than I do in the UK like I don't see that in the UK beauty tribes it's different, like, because there's so many different cultures and communities here. I'd say that's the easiest thing to categorize it into, even though there's so much, you know, people of one ethnicity are not a monolith, mm. but there are cultural references. So I think that, like, the black girl makeup scene here is incredible because you, I think people generally wear less makeup during the day across every community because it's so hot. Yeah. Um when it's nighttime and it cools down people going out I say girls are very skilled at having doing a full beat of makeup but it doesn't look like that much so there is like an LA black girl kind of makeup thing but it's so much it's so rooted in like the 90s like there's so much more of a 90s-esque kind of vibe to it and people are doing like micro braids or they're doing like Lil' Kim like flip ponytail flips and things like that when I go to like events and parties and it's like a predominantly um, black crowd it's just there's so many different energies and looks of how black women express themselves here even like seeing the way that some of like the Latina girls do their makeup is like they'll have like a beautiful like full beat of makeup that also just looks so like soft as well or they will not be wearing much makeup at all I feel like I generally hear see less full-on makeup but when it's done it's done really well and I think you know also part of that is because here they've had so many years of having their shade which corresponds to their skin tone, whereas in the UK, yeah. we something that recently. Um, I feel like here there's a lot more of a confidence in the beauty and self-assuredness. And then we've got, like, the influencer kind of look, which transcends everything and is, you know, it's similar to how it is in the UK. It's very, like, makeup for camera. And I think that's something I've had to learn here, especially as I've started filming less content less beauty content since I moved here I I'm like there's a huge difference between 
and people know this there's a huge difference between makeup for real life and makeup for on camera and I feel like here that's the biggest thing where people realize you'll see someone walking around you're like that's clearly makeup for being on camera and then Mm -hmm. they've kind of nailed makeup for real life here more and I hope I don't make anyone angry by saying this I feel like in the UK we're still trying to learn that difference so you mean a lot of people are doing like full like yeah camera ready kind of makeup look but for, like, for yeah. going out you mean for day-to-day like going to, yeah I know what you mean it's that yeah. full face full powder full contour bronze everything bake yeah and they're just going to school yeah you know for sure um I'd say girls in the UK from what I've seen girls are wearing makeup a lot younger and it's an interesting uh polarity because yes they're not really getting surgery and stuff as young Mm. but they're wearing they're getting huge eyelash extensions or they have acrylics or they are doing so much themselves temporarily but then it's like but the young girls here some a lot of them are getting these tweaks or like Bella Hadid kind of like changes and stuff I think Bella Hadid had like her first nose job at 15 or something I believe it I see it so it's like they do this stuff and then they're not wearing that much makeup, but then it's like... Mm. I wonder how they feel. Like a, a 13, 14-year-old, is it them that's looking at Instagram and TikTok telling their parents, I want this face, and the parents are like, cool? Or are their parents trying to make them into something? Because I recently did a TikTok where I asked about, is Bella Hadid a Nepo baby? And people were like, yes, she is. But she's got talent. And But there are a lot of people that are just like, they've got money. And um, even one of my former guests, she was like, um, Yolanda Hadid, she got her daughters. It was literally the day they were born. This is what, this is the route for you. And, you know, we've seen the work that especially Bella has had done to her face. It's a completely different face shape. What do you think it is? Do you think it's social media making these children want surgery or do you think it might be the parents thinking, I need to give my kids the best options in life by improving their looks? I think it's definitely both. I think, I mean, we know from being kids, how easy was it to be like, oh, but mom, like my friend's doing that. Why can't I do that? And maybe <laughs> you'd break them down. Maybe you wouldn't, but. With some eyeliner. Some eyeliner. And not like a nose job, oh my God. Not a nose job. And I think Gia Tolentino um, said it in her book, Trick Mirror. I think what her essay, um, one of her essays got loads of attention a few years back because she's talking about the Instagram face. And she described it as a, um, everyone wants to look like a baby animal or like a baby, I think she said like a baby tiger or something. And it's like with eyes that are more almond and it's like, you know, so then that, and it, they tilt upwards and that's so mm, because you had smaller chin. And you, if you have like hooded eyelids, for example, then it's like, no, that has to be corrected. So, so like so much like, I think it's like blepharoplasty happening. Um, God forbid something's uneven and then it's like this nose that's like buttony but not too buttony and then it has you know where it's thin but it can't be too thin or if it's not and then the cheeks and then you have like you just look like you're in this state of like permanent 
shock and like surprise. Um, and I think we see it a lot also with black celebrities, like how SZA has definitely. Um, um, Kalani recently. So do I. Kalani's chin is like a tiny point now. Last question. I really want to know. Quick, quick fire. Worst thing about LA? Everyone says traffic. The traffic's bad certain hours. If you know the back routes, it's fine. Uh, I wouldn't say traffic. I would say I'm going to sound like such a brat. It's the fact that there's not really seasonal changes. Anyway, best thing about LA. <laughs> I'm not going to pity you for that. When we go through a heat wave, I went through a heat wave with no aircon, and I was like, I can't sleep. I can't. I don't have an appetite. I can't work. I feel sluggish. I think going through a really bad heat drought period here, and it's obviously nothing compared to anywhere else in the world that where they're going through extreme water shortages, but I think the relentless sun, whether it's more mild or crazy, I think it does sometimes feel like Groundhog Day. That's what I'm going to say. So I think I'm starting to realise I do need some kind of seasons, but luckily places are a plane ride away that I can go to. But anyway, I don't want to be a brat. Um, <laughs> best, thing of, best thing about LA is that there's so much more to hear than what popular opinions will have you believe it's very rich it's very vibrant there's so much more than meets the eye so there's something for everyone thank you so much for listening i hope you love this chat with ava be sure to check her out on instagram at ava welsing k and check out her newsletter at facetsbyava.substat.com be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you never miss another episode and i've also got a newsletter over at beautymenotes.substat.com over on tiktok i share beauty breakdowns and i recently shared one all about scissor who of course came up in my conversation briefly with ava you can find me there at Sharice Kenyon and I'll make sure to leave links to everything in the show notes. See you next time.